You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today, I'm broadcasting from beautiful springtime, Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I am so grateful that you made a decision to join me today. And I believe that you were led by the Spirit of God so that you can begin to receive the the downloads, the insight, the how-tos that you need to move you from where you are to where you desire to be. Well, folks, it is springtime here in Atlanta. How is everybody doing today? Uh, I am really, really excited and grateful, you know, as I say every week, that you invite me into your home, that you invite me into your your heart. And uh, I just believe with all the faith that's on the inside of me that, wow, you're going to be really changed and transformed today. Well, I'm doing really well. I am getting ready for the cruise, which is when this airs, it will be eight days away and I am almost packed. And guess what I realized? I don't have enough room. Pretty funny. Uh, Too many clothes, but I'm really enjoying it and really exciting about meeting people from all over the world. And uh, today, I have a very powerful guest, uh, Mr. Jeff Meyer. He's going to be talking about fear not, dream big, and execute. Anybody got some big dreams where he's going to tell us how to walk those out? You know, God loves for us to dream. And some of you uh, may have dreams that you sort of put on the shelf. I want you to get those out today. And anybody who you know who has a big dream, make sure you call them and let them know about this show. Well, let's see. Today I'm going to talk to you about just briefly before uh, I really introduce um, my wonderful guest about I would love to come and partner with you to be the next keynote or keynote plus or leadership trainer for your organization. And so you guys can go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com and check on my speakers page. But this is just a few of the places where I have been the keynote or trained. Y'all ready? Lockheed Martin, Delta Airlines, United States Post Office, uh, Clark Atlanta University, Michigan State Government, Connecticut State Government, uh, Russell Simmons Success Tour, uh, Atlanta Public Schools, South Carolina VA Medical Center, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, Reg Ed, Raleigh, North Carolina, 
Tennessee Department of Human Resources. Y'all want me to keep going on and on. I'm going to stop right there. But I conduct a customized and specialized training that aligns with your organization mission statement. Uh, I will certainly provide very crystallized, clear-cut objectives and really help you to invest in your bottom line, which is not money. Really, your bottom line is, is people. So visit my website or call me or email me, Constance, at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And let's talk about how we can make that next event just a phenomenal success. You know, it takes a team to really uh, pull off a powerful uh, event a powerful um, training session, leadership, or whatever you desire. I am the person for you. I think that is about it. You can also go to my store and I have all kinds of tools there for you. Some people say, well, I'm not ready to coach. Get my uh, success book. Or last week, I taught on attracting genuine love and just received a phenomenal amount of email about how that was so helpful to people. So start with the book. Both of my books are also workbooks. I just believe that when you write principles out that you learn them and incorporate them more deeply. Well, I think that is about it. I am excited about my guests. So we're going to go to these quick commercials. And guess what? I'm going to be right back with my very special guest. So stay tuned. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Well, hey, everybody, I'm back and I'm really, really, really excited about my special guest today. And I know you're saying, Constance, you're always excited. And I am because God always brings just the best people for me to share with listeners all over the world. And my very special guest today is Mr. Jeff Meyer, and he is the author of Fear Not, Dream Big and Execute tools to spark your dream and ignite your follow through. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. He's a pastor for many, many, many years, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself. So Jeff, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Wow, Constance, thank you so much. I am honored to be here and honored to talk with you. And congratulations on your work 
which is deep and meaningful for so many. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on today. Thank you. Well, I found you on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was scrolling and I said, God, I was just looking and I was looking um, for somebody who could talk about dreams. And then you popped up. So share with our listeners before we get started just a little bit about who you are and why in the world did you write about fear and not dream big and execute? Well, uh, first and foremost, I'm a follower of Jesus. I think that's the most important thing uh, mm-hmm. about me. I think uh, also I'm a uh, ordained pastor in the Lutheran Church. I have been since 1998. Um, I think the second most important thing is that I'm married to my wife, Amy. I have four daughters, and um, two of them are married and three grandchildren. And I am um, just privileged to be on the journey with them. In fact, they're they're leaving my house this afternoon to go on a walk. It's finally nice enough out here in Wisconsin to be able to do that. So um, that's a little bit about me. Um, I didn't ever start out writing a book. I never intended to write a book. I started journaling uh, during a six-month sabbatical that I took a couple years ago from the local church. And I wrote every morning and started sharing some of my insights about life and leadership and pursuing dreams uh, with some people. And they're like, Jeff, you need to share this. You need to put this in a book. And I I resisted for a while and then finally uh, decided that those uh, prompts, those encouragements from friends were more than prompts from friends, but they were a nudge from God to, to offer this thing up into the world. And I had to overcome some of my own fears in being able to put this out into the world. Um, every author will tell you, you never, uh, you never think that what you're offering is good enough for anybody else to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you had to overcome a little bit of those fears and fear that it wasn't good enough or um, deep enough or all those things that creep into your head and just put it out there and see what would happen. So, Wow. Well, you know, I appreciate you sharing that because we have people listening, you know, on all the continents who may may have dreams, but kind of like you and myself, you know, just have those doubts. And so uh, let's just get started. So so why do you think we are fearful? I mean, God wants us to dream, right? Oh, absolutely. Not only does he want us to dream, he has uh, created us to dream with him. He has created us to be co-creators with him. And we're most like our creator when we participate Mm. in his creative work. We're most like him when we're offering our unique uh, contribution to the world. So he not only wants us to, but he's with us in the dreaming. So the reason we fear, uh, I think a couple things is we we have too much focus on ourselves, Mm. not enough on him. Uh, And another reason uh, we fear is because Fear is a natural part of the human experience. And we spend too much time trying to push it down, trying to say that we shouldn't be fearful, trying to overcome it instead of just embracing it, understanding it's part of the human condition and moving forward with it. Um, I think fear and courage are um, almost kissing cousins. So anything we're going to do to create, there's going to be fear. And so we should be like, okay, 
that means that there's something good I have to offer. Let me just embrace the fear. And one of the one of the phrases I like to use a lot is move forward anyway. Just mm-hmm. embrace it and move take the next step. Wow. What well, well, you you talk about the dream circle and I'm going to let you just roll out uh, some principles in your book. So 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 what does a dream circle look like and uh, share with listeners what some of the dream sparks are from your book? Yeah, so the book is divided into two parts. The dream sparks is part one and realiza- realization strategies is part two. Uh, the dream circle is simply um, basically three pieces that we need to embrace uh, before we're going to be able to uh, pursue a dream. And that is we need to the first part of the dream spark uh, circle. The dream circle is to listen to inspiration. Uh, dreams are a gift. They're not something that we conjure up. They're not something that we come up with or that we have to stress about. They're a gift given to us if we would only stop and listen for inspiration. And those inspirational sparks can come from uh, all sorts of places. They can come, mine tend to come when I'm on a long run and I, I just get these ideas in my head because when I'm running, I'm not working. I'm not thinking about what's on my calendar. I'm not stressing I'm relieving stress. And for some people, journaling or uh, meditating uh, will give them the space that's needed to slow down our monkey, our monkey brain, quick pace uh, kind of uh, momentum in, in our life and just listen. Listen to God as he speaks to us and inspires us. It might come uh, recently someone was telling me they picked up painting again, even though they were afraid to do it. And the painting allows them to slow down enough that in the painting, they actually have these ideas. And now uh, this person can't even keep up with all the ideas that are coming. So listen to inspiration is the first part of the dream circle. Then secondly, trust that it's yours. Trust that it's been given to you mm-hmm. and that it's been given to you uniquely to offer into the world. And that trust comes with some fighting because we doubt. We try to talk ourselves out of it, um, but we just need to trust that it's been given to us. And then, then and only then can we actually, the third part of the dream circle is to envision the future, to begin to put the ideas into a framework that we can actually picture the future in an inspiring way. So that's how I talk about the dream circle. Okay. And, and so you said, listen. So should listeners be seeking a dream or as they are still and kind of get quiet, does God download that dream? Would it yeah. come from a past? What, what would that look like? That's an excellent picture. Um, I don't, I think the more we try to pursue and come up with a dream, uh, the more anxious and the more pressure we feel. So I think what we need to do is just stop. We just need to stop pursuing that already and just listen. Just be present and let God speak to us in the depths of our hearts and let him uncover for us what's already uniquely been given to us as our dream. So I believe that every single person has that dream inherent in them. And I'm not talking necessarily about 
some huge grandiose dream like um, bringing peace to the world, sometimes the dream is is small. Sometimes the dream is just it's the next step. And we don't see it until we stop long enough to listen. I think that's one of the reasons why we're um, we don't have dreams uh, largely is because we don't take the time to stop and just be quiet. We're so wordy. We're so busy. Um, if we would just slow down, we might discover something. Well, you know, a lot of people are like, I want to find my purpose or pursue yeah. my purpose or find out what it is. What's your thinking around that? My thinking is I think that that um, desire is another example of how God has created us in his image. I think the desire to want to know our purpose is a greater desire to actually know God. So I would encourage people, instead of pursuing the purpose, pursue God and just get in touch with who he's made you to be. Um, follow him and he will lead you to the place of your purpose and the place of your dream. So, you know, I have all kinds of listeners, some who go to church, some who are seekers, you know, some who don't even have a label. So so how would a person seek God, somebody in Africa or Asia? What would that look like? I think it, it looks like asking uh, God, just saying, okay, I'm not even sure who you are, God, but would you, would you show me who you've designed me to be? Hmm. Why you've put me on this earth? And then I, I would, um, I would sit and I would listen. And I would, I think the practicing of journaling is very important. Um, one of the practices I did uh, leading up to this sabbatical that I took was I did what was called um, morning pages, uh, which was something that I learned from Julia Cameron in her great work called The Artist's Way. And that is you simply get up in the first thing in the morning and you just start writing. You just sit with a pencil and a pen and a piece of paper and you write three pages so many things come out when you start writing and you might say, well, what do I write about? Well, in her work, she's got a lot of prompts that can help you write, but I just started writing whatever I wanted to write that morning. And sometimes it started with, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I have no idea what I'm going to write, but I'm just going to keep writing. And I just keep writing that until something about my day, something about my life would um, come out on the page and I would look back on those 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 morning pages and just learn so much about what was rumbling around in my head and rumbling around in my heart that I never fully expressed on page. And so I guess that would be my encouragement. Sit, ask, write, and then reflect on that um, to see what what God might be saying to you about you. So did taking your sabbatical, did that radically change you? I mean, what was that like for you? And I, I just wanted you to share that. So for listeners who are just sometimes so busy, they might can take a sabbatical for a weekend. You know what I mean? Just in right. quietness. Yeah, I mean, I've been in ministry for 28 years. And mm -hmm. uh, taking that sabbatical was, um, yeah, it was life altering. It for a while, and I understand now a little bit of what people who work their whole life, when they retire, what they feel like. Um, I had a little bit of an identity struggle. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, who am I if I'm not a pastor of a church? Mm. Who am I? You know, and let's talk about identity. Uh, I think that's a big struggle for men in particular in our culture in America is we wrap up our identity so much in our work. And, you know, in, in a conversation, how long does it take for somebody to ask you, what do you do? We don't ask people who they are or what their dreams are. We ask them what they do. And without the pastor title, I was just like a little bit lost for a while. I bet. Well, and so sort of like you, uh, sometimes I'll just take a weekend or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm surprised that just sitting and being in rest, what that does for me and how, you know, just I can hear clearly, you know, from God. And I'm like, wow, okay, how come I didn't think of that? And uh, so I just Mm want to say for listeners, maybe a single mom who has so much responsibility that, you know, there there are moments or, or maybe hours in your life where you can be still and know so that God can really speak to you. Absolutely. And I talk a lot in the book and in different lessons about uh, creating a rhythm for your life that includes listening, that includes being still. And whether you do that through um, mindfulness exercises or uh, apps that help you uh, meditate or whether you meditate on the scripture, if you're a Christian and you you read the, the word and meditate on how that applies to your life or you read a book. And that's why one of the reasons I I put these try this sections in each of the lessons is because a lot of times we just plow right through the material that's in front of us and check it off our list. And what we need to do is take smaller chunks and really um, marinate over it. And like you do with a good piece of meat, you marinate it in the spices for a while. Mm -hmm. You need to sit with the text and sit with the thought. And contemplate deeply what that means for us um, instead, instead of moving on to the next book that we want to check off our list. So true. So share with listeners some, some of the dream sparks and how they can begin to maybe implement them in their lives so that they could begin living in and being and doing their dream. Yeah, so... Um, one of the things I talk about in here is um, reflecting on your reflecting on your life, um, and actually uh, thinking about uh, and I, I talk about being in moments of pain or loss mm. as a as a dream spark as a place where um, we might uncover something that we could offer to the world, and a lot of times we just want to we want to move through our pain. We want to um, eliminate our pain instead of really sitting and asking, okay, what about what I'm experiencing right now? Have I learned something from that I could offer to the world that might be a benefit? So uh, sources of, of pain is, is a place of uh, a dream spark might um, be sparked in our life. Um, I talk a lot because I come from a, a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. I talk a lot about um, reading the scripture and devoting ourselves to it. And that means not just uh, having a reading list and checking it off, but actually 
letting the the passage that we're um, uh, reading, asking ourselves the question, okay, what is what is God trying to say to me today with this word by asking what word or phrase jumps off the page at me today? And why do I suppose that word or phrase speaks to me today? Is there something in there that God might be wanting to get my attention uh, in? And then I also talk about um, delighting uh, just in your daily rhythm, just taking time. Like my family right now is out for a walk and they're going to be delighting in, in creation. They're going to be delighting in the beauty of, of springtime, these new um, new flowers are starting to pop out of the winter frozen gr- l- ground. Uh, you probably don't experience that in Atlanta. <laughs> Not too much, but we did have a cold winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's going to be beauty there, and they'll take pictures, and they'll they'll look at those pictures later, and that can inspire all kinds of creativity if we just allow ourselves some space. I think dream sparks are everywhere. Hmm. If we just open our eyes, slow down, take notice, be mindful, and reflect on those experiences. Well, Jeff, you sound, I don't know if people tell you this, but you sound very centered. Do people tell you that very calm? It sounds like you do meditate and, and you know, you, you just sort of vibrate that out. So, 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 so would you say that, that um, when people just live in the present moment, that God is right there and will speak to them about, you know, what their, maybe what their next step should be, et cetera. Yeah, I, I do believe that. I, one of the names, uh, of God that I really, really um, resonate with is Emmanuel, Mm. which means God with us. And in the scripture, God is described many different ways. He uses a lot of different names uh, to describe himself and his character because he, he shows up in our lives in so many different ways. But one of the ways that's really spoken to me in my life is that he's with me. Mm. And that's not just with me, when I'm aware or with me when um, I'm in church or uh, when I'm in uh, worship, but he is with me every step I take. And so he is available, accessible at any moment. If I would just breathe, slow down and look. And when I am centered and when I am mindful, there is peace. But I got to tell you, Constance, there are times when I'm not. Uh, I'm rushing from here to there. I've got a busy schedule. I'm moving um, from appointment to appointment. And I've got a lot on my plate. And there are times when I lose sight of breathing and I lose sight of being present. And I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on the next appointment or tomorrow. And I start getting anxious. I'm just like any other human being. And so... The lessons in this book about meditating and slowing down are important lessons that I haven't necessarily perfected, but certainly have learned that when I do pursue them, they are a blessing to me. So I've heard you mention mindfulness a couple of times. So for for other people all over the world who are busy, 
break that down, what would that look like in, in, in maybe a, a businessman's life who's listening, who like you just, his day is just filled completely with appointments. How could he, how could he begin to utilize mindfulness? Uh, one of the first principles is to learn to breathe. Hmm. Um, we take very shallow breaths throughout our day and even as a businessman who's in the boardroom or in his office, uh, there are times each day when he can just stop or she can just stop and sit sit comfortably in a chair upright and breathe in deeply through the nose and down into your belly, not up into your shoulders, and take breath into your body and do that slowly and repeatedly to a point where you can slow down um, and and process what's going on in your life instead of just rushing and panting into the next um, activity. Um, so breathing, closing your eyes, imagining the weight that you're experiencing through your day uh, rush past you like a stream. Uh, one of the word pictures I use in my book is a lot of times our life is like we're floating in a stream and there's snakes coming at us. And we want to, the snakes are kind of the, the hard pieces of our day. And we want to wrestle with those babies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just need to let them pass. We just need to let them float on by um, instead of picking them up and wrestling everything down to the ground. Um, opening our hands, our posture um, is very important uh, in, in being mindful of what's happening and so being mindful really helps us to really live out that dream that God is downloading on the inside of us instead of, you know, seemingly everybody is like, okay, here are the five steps to, to make this dream come true. So it's more of, um, is it a downloading of the dream and walking that out with God? What does that look like? Yeah, I think it is. I think I think it also is we can make a choice. We're either going to let somebody hire us to accomplish their dream uh, for them or we can or we can uh, come to grips with what God is speaking into our life and what he's asking of us. And I think everybody and some people's dreams are actually to help somebody else's dream become real. So that's a good thing. But let's make sure that's what God has put us on this world to do. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But, you know, one spark that I really want to talk about is uh, the big two, unwavering belief and vigorous execution. Who? So how does that play out when a person is, is walking out or living their dream? If you are pursuing your dream, you are going to be confronted with obstacles, barriers, external and internal. External situations that come up that are going to just cripple you, threaten that dream. And you are going to be tempted to want to give up. Um, So... There has to be, at some gut level, an emotional response and commitment to the dream. 
That's what I mean by unwavering uh, commitment. Um, just this resolve that, and that's what I mean by trusting that it's yours, mm-hmm. is that there you're going to doubt that at some point. Someone else can do this better than me. Oh, this, I mean, I can tell you all the head trash that went into writing this book before I published it. No one's going to read it. Someone else could write this so much better than me. All that head trash. And so you've got to trust it and you've got to be committed to it. A part of that also is make sure you have people around you who are interested in you and support your dream. Mm. Um, Sometimes we share our dream with people that are, they're basically dream crushers. They don't want our dream to uh, become real uh, because they're afraid of their own facing their own dream. So if they let your dream crush and go under weight, then they don't have to worry about uh, theirs. So, be careful who you invest your time in sharing your dream with. Be sure there are people that support you. And then um, uh, execution is critical. I mean, you've got to have the discipline and the rhythm in your life to be able to consistently work on that dream until it becomes real. So, for instance, when I d- finally decided to write this book, it was 530 every morning. Mm. I'd just get up and work for at least one hour. Some people say, well, I don't have enough time. Well, get up an hour earlier and just write a little bit each day. Do something for your dream just a little bit each day before everybody else gets up. I mean, that takes some discipline and it takes some execution. Um, A big dream without execution is going to um, just lead to frustration and and guilt probably because you're not going to pursue it. And execution without a dream is just going to lead to busyness. Mm-hmm. So both are both are necessary. And so why do you feel like people don't execute? Because, you know, I know so many people, this is, I'm going to open up this store. And then three years later, they're still saying the same thing. So do you think fear is there or, or how can people more effectively execute their dream? Well, fear is certainly there. I think um, I think uh, also what's there is the inability to say no, to be to have that dream be clear enough, crystal clear enough that you know what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to. And so we get distracted by all the all the things that we should be saying no to. Um, Recently, I've been doing some it's been really interesting. I've been doing some experiments. I. I've done 30-minute discovery calls and 30-minute demonstration calls with people. And all I ask them to do is say, hey, spend 30 minutes with me on on Zoom and uh, just share your dream with me, as fuzzy as it is. And then let me come back to you a week later and share back to you what I heard you say your dream was. Mm -hmm. And what what I'm finding and discovering is that many people have a general idea of what their dream is. They have a fuzzy idea of what their dream is, but they haven't done the hard work of crystallizing and articulating that dream in high resolution so that they can see it as real. I think that's another reason why people go on and on and on for years and years and years um, uh, and never really getting anywhere because they really don't believe that it's been given to them. 
And the reason they don't believe is because they haven't done the hard work of really articulating that dream in a high resolution way that they can say, whoa, I have to pursue this. So how would a person who has a dream, but just from what you shared, might not be clear on that dream? How can they crystallize that dream and really become clear about it? Okay, well, they could spend 30 minutes with me. And then I could spend 30 minutes sharing that dream back to them. Or uh, if it's not with me, who could it be with? Who could you sit down with and have them mirror back to them their dream? And then I think you've actually got to say, okay, you've got to make a draw a line in the sand and say, I am going to pursue this. And I use the acronym FOCUS. Um, Follow one course until successful. Hmm. Follow one course until successful. So take that dream and then scale it back to one year out. What do you want to accomplish in the next year? And then scale it back even further. What do you want to accomplish in the next 90 days? And then scale it back even further. What do I want to accomplish in the next month? How about the next week? How about tomorrow? What's my next step and then plan it, put it in your planning and take the next step. Um, I think that's so important. And then make it public. And by make it public, I mean, share it with someone. I mean, I had this thing in my head for so long to write this book. It wasn't until I had two brothers, um, not biological brothers, but um, brothers in the faith who wanted to hold me accountable, or I prefer this term, hold me capable, hmm. said, who said to me, Jeff, we're going to check in with you every week to see how your writing is coming along. And so every week on a Friday, I had to share with them what I wrote that week. And because of that, they helped me actually pursue the dream. So who in your life can you surround yourself with that's going to hold you capable, that believes in you, that's going to check in with you to see what progress you're going to make towards your dream. We, we cannot do this uh, alone. We are not meant to do this alone. So when you when you look at your book, Jeff, what do you think? Because when I read it, I, I thought, wow, so much detail. And then I'm like, wow, so much research. And then I'm like, wow. I could, when I read certain portions, I'm like, wow, that's a real profound revelation that God downloaded to him. So how do you feel looking back on that and having really manifested or realized the dream? <laughs> uh, so many things. I feel I am humbled, um, overwhelmed with gratitude for uh, the lessons that have been poured into me, not only by God directly, but through so many people, Constance. Um, the, last, the last lesson in, in part one, I talk about my mentor, and um, I had the privilege of doing his funeral, conducting his funeral a couple years ago. Um, I think about how he encouraged me um, to not just fit a mold, of other people's dreams for me, but to explore my own creativity. And he gave me permission to do that. My life would not be the same without him. I think about my wife. I think about 
all the people that have encouraged me and they are in this book. Um, and so I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm excited because already in the short time this book has been released, I have seen so many different stories of people that are like pursuing things that they have had dormant. Mm. Uh, they've pushed aside for years because they, they felt like, oh, that's silly. I can't make a living doing this. Ah, give that up. That's for somebody else to do. And now they're pursuing it. And they're having fun. And I think there, there should be so much more creativity in the world than there is. And I just want people to embrace the fear, not wait for it to go away, realize that you're always going to have it, and move forward. So that's what I feel when I look at the okay. book in my hands. So share some realization strategies and, and, and why are realization strategies important in our dream walk? Well, if you open uh, to lesson two and in the second part, I'll have things here like uh, um, prayer walking, mm. um, listening prayer, um, daily examine, which are ancient spiritual disciplines um, that our forefathers have used for generations that we have kind of left buried in our um, modern day busy, I got to get to work world, that if we could uncover some of these and apply them and put them into our, our daily rhythms and strategies, we would be way better at listening than we are at just plowing through and staying busy. Um, I talk about the way that God designed the planet uh, to be daily, rotational, weekly, Sabbath, monthly, lunar, quarterly, seasonal, yearly, orbital, uh, and how he designed the planet to, wor to work. And we should have those rhythms in our lives daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. What rhythms can we place in there so that we're listening and we're attentive uh, to what um, God is saying to us. I talk about ways of controlling our thinking in lesson uh, three, for example, uh, by recalling and repeating and rejoicing and relaxing and releasing and building these rhythms into our life. Um, I talk about the difference between being disciplined and following our feeling. Ooh. Um, in realization strategy, we have to learn that we are not our feelings. Don't believe everything you feel. Um, That's nothing and, about the truth. <laughs> chase, chase after the truth instead of after your feelings. And our world tells us just the opposite. And it gets us in trouble all the time. So those are just a few examples. Um, train your mind. I talk about training your mind in lesson five via your mouth, <laughs> you know, learn how that. your self talk will, uh, will actually help you train your mind. Uh, these are all important pieces in realizing realization strategies. And, and so Jeff, so, so you, you, you've used the term rhythm. So when you are, are moving in your dreams, that people need to have daily rhythms, weekly rhythm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We need to listen daily. We need to reflect daily. 
We need to plan weekly. We need to reflect weekly. We need to celebrate weekly. Mm. We need to retreat quarterly or monthly. And we need to review, celebrate uh, yearly. All these things are part of the, the rhythm of life that I believe God ordered the entire planet. It doesn't matter where we live. Those rhythms are inherent in our day-to-day lives. That's so powerful. I see you have, um, I'm looking at your book, you talk about sound sleep matters. I'm I'm big on getting sleep. So, so, you know, when we have the good, the rhythm of sleep, I feel like that when I do wake up, that I'm more focused. (laughs) No doubt. And, And that I'm more precise and more laser specific about my day. Absolutely. Sleep is probably the most important because it allows good sound sleep allows our brain to heal. It allows our mind to heal from the the hard uh, rhythms of the day. Um, And I suffer from sleep apnea. So uh, this comes in my book from my own struggle, my own challenge. Mm -hmm. Sleep apnea is where you stop breathing. And so I have a, a CPAP machine to help me, um, you know, help me sleep better through the night. Wow. And, and so the last um, part of your dream circle is envision the future. What would that look like for somebody who's walking out their dream? I, what I've done in these dream discovery and demonstration calls is I take what I've listened to from the person that's sharing their dream, and then I simply read back to them on the demonstration call. I read back to them their dream as if it is fulfilled mm. to 10 years in the future, and I write it from the present tense. So I would encourage people to get down with a piece of paper and write down in the present tense what would be happening in their life if they realize their dream five years from now? And I would start them off by saying, what do you see? What do you hear? What are you experiencing? What do you smell? What are you tasting? Um, what's happening in your financial world? What's happening in your relational world? What's happening in your spiritual walk? What's happening um, in your business or in your work? How are you making a difference in the world? How is the problem of the world that you long to do something about? How is it being solved? And find the most powerful language and images you can to express that as if it's already happened and taken place. And then put that that baby in front of you. (laughs) Cut out pictures of it from magazines. Create a vision board, if you will. And put it in front of you that keeps it in front of you so that you have something to pursue that's visible. You know, just recently I read uh, uh, some scientific data that images process 60,000 times faster in our Mm -hmm. brain as words alone. Love it. And so, so, so once a person has that dream, and just what you just shared and, and, and you mirrored back to that person, you know, w- what their life is going to look like, feel like, and be like. Do you feel like when people live, bring that future into the now, that that gives them the motivation to just be diligent and persistent in their dreams? 
Yes, and it, it, it gives them the courage to take the next step, hmm. uh, to buy the paint, to buy the, the palette, um, and begin with the first brush stroke, uh, to pull out that trumpet and start playing again, to pull out that piece of paper and write the first paragraph. Um, it, it, you cannot accelerate your dream if it's not high resolution. Okay, you've said high resolution a couple of times, so that means, what does high resolution mean? I know what it means, but what would you say to listeners? Whatever will give that listener, you one of your listeners, um, an inspirational look at the reality of their dream. If that's a dream board of cutout magazine pictures, mm-hmm. if that's uh, writing words, if that's... Um, working on a PowerPoint uh, that gives them a picture of what the future would look like, whatever that picture is that brings it to life for them, that it's so compelling that the fear of um, not pursuing the dream becomes greater than the fear of pursuing the dream. Hmm. That's very powerful. Well, you know, share with our listeners uh, about the services uh, that you have to offer. You know, Jeff, I, I don't think I've ever said this on the air. Maybe I've been on the air 10 years and I might have said this to five people, but I would certainly hire you as my coach oh, because, man. because just listening to you share and listening how you mirror back to your clients what their life would look like is very powerful. So, so share with listeners your services. What would that look like? What is your website? How can they contact you, etc.? Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. My website is jeffmeyer.org, O-R-G, jeffmeyer.org. And on there you can um, see that I, I work uh, as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I also have uh, launched uh, the Dream Accelerator. Uh, and you can sign up uh, and and schedule your free discovery call and demonstration call with me, um, those 30-minute uh, sessions. Uh, and then the Dream Accelerator ultimately is a one-day workshop on-site with me and my team oh. to help take your high-resolution dream and actually move it from your head into an actionable plan that you can pursue. Our next one's coming up on June 14th. Space is limited. Where's uh, it going to be? It's going to be at the Milwaukee Yacht Club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's a beautiful setting. Wow. We'll even be sailing involved. So uh, we talk about dreaming and sailing and flying. Uh, my my picture my on my front of my book is a boy flying a, an airplane. So we might have some sailing involved there too. But um, so that I do that with the Dream Accelerator. And then I do also coaching of all sorts. I do life coaching and, uh, and I do that uh, one-to-one. And you can also uh, on my website sign up to have a, a discovery call about what that might look like to have me as a coach. Well, I I was certainly, like I said, in 10 years, I've probably said it five times and I certainly would coach with you. And and for listeners, you can just hear the wisdom that's in this man. And and Jeff, I hear your 
your very strategic how to's, you know, coupled with, you know, relationship with God and just the way you articulate with your words really paint such a vivid and clear picture of the life that people could have. Okay. Constance, I thank you for that. Um, that means a lot. I, my, uh, hey, my, as, hey, as we say in the South, it ain't nothing but the truth. <laughs> it ain't nothing but the truth. Oh, thank you. I, um, my, my purpose in life is to spark unsettled leaders to dream with fear and to boldly pursue their next anyway. So um, if I can inspire someone else to take their next steps, to embrace their fear and to say, okay, fear, come along, come along with me. We're going to move forward anyway. Mm. Then, um, then I am accomplishing my mission and the reason why I've been put on this earth. So let's get clarity about uh, what a discovery call is. So one of the listeners would contact you and, and and you guys would set up a time and then they would share with you sort of what their dream is. And then you would uh, you guys would get together again a week later and you would mirror back to them what you heard. Yes. So I would I start out the conversation, uh, very little small talk. Because we only have 30 minutes. And I just say, tell me your dream. And as fuzzy as it is, some people say, well, I've been thinking about this. Or, I, you know, I, I'm a little hesitant to share it because I've never really said it out loud. But I wanted to take advantage of this opportunity and I'll share it. And then I'll ask some coaching questions in that 30 minutes. Like, um, what's getting in your way of pursuing it? Um, what are you afraid of? What, what's the risk? that you've identified in moving forward? What's the risk if you don't pursue the dream? What's to gain if you do pursue the dream? And I'll ask some questions like that, and then I'll come back a week later, and um, I take the 30 minutes then. I put together a PowerPoint, and I share with them everything I heard them say. And the high point of it is is when I have them close their eyes and I read back to them uh, their dream five years in the future, and I take a little bit of a risk there. It's a little bit of a fear thing for me, too, mm-hmm. um, because I don't, you know, I'm speaking into people's lives. That's a little, I might overstep a little bit, but I just put out, here's what I see. And, man, people have been so emotionally attached and engaged. And then they, they most of them apologize. I'm sorry for crying or I'm sorry for getting so emotional about this. This is the most I felt like me in many years. And I say, do not apologize because you won't pursue this dream without that emotion. Well, you know something, what you just shared is exhibit A of you just gave us a a crystal clear high resolution of what a discovery call looks like. Oh, thank you. I, I thank felt you. that and I saw that. And so I'm going to encourage all of you to really uh, go to Jeff's website to get his book and could contact him, you know, for that discovery call. And uh, I highly recommend this man. And wow. all of you guys know how I am. Mm-hmm. And I highly rec. he's a man of integrity. And uh, I'm just so grateful that he was on the show today. So, so uh, Jeff, what would be the, the parting words that you would like to leave with listeners all over the world today? 
Oh man, just <laughs> lean, lean into, lean into uh, your creator. Lean into who you have uniquely designed, were uniquely designed to be in this world. Mm-hmm. Don't apologize for it. Embrace it, and then um, allow your creator to speak to you uh, in such a way that. There's nothing more you can do but just to pursue what he's given you to do. Um, stop copying other people. Stop uh, relying on what everybody else tells you you ought to do or should do. Trust what you're given to do and go at it with every breath you have and rejoice and share the story when you create something with your, uh, when you co create something with your creator. Jeff, you're a powerful man of God. And I'm just so grateful that you shared your gift with the world today. Constance, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you and your your many, many listeners. God's richest blessings to all of you. Okay, everybody. Um, this is a has been a powerful show. And uh, make sure you tell your friends about it. And, of course, you can um, visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but the love of God surrounds you and is supporting you in walking and living out your dream. And this week, I just want you to just think and say that something good is going to happen to me and through me to others this week. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.